0: I'm Daniel Burlant in the Cal Fire Information Center with the fire situation report for Wednesday, August 26, 2020. Firefighters are continuing to make good progress on a number of fronts as containment numbers are continuing to increase. This even with the fact that there have been a number of new fires. In fact, just yesterday, crews responded in Cal Fire's jurisdiction to 50 new wildfires. That brings the total number of wildfires up to 700 since the start of this lightning siege, uh, which started on August uh, 15th. We also did see some lightning activity yesterday. In fact, over 400 lightning strikes did occur in Northern California. There have not been though any major fires. However, crews will continue to monitor because even after the lightning moves out of an area, there's still the potential that a fire could still uh, be developed uh, later uh, after it continues to smolder, even sometimes for a couple days. Taking a look, though, at our large fire map here, you can see California is still dotted with large fires. Nearly two dozen major wildfires are burning across California. Let's talk about some of the numbers. I'll zoom in here to the Bay Area. First, we'll start in the north up on the LNU Lightning Complex. This fire has burned over 357,000 acres. As of this morning, it's 33% contained. Over in the East Bay, the SCU Lightning Complex, over 365,000 acres have burned, uh, and that fire 25% contained. And then down in the Santa Cruz Mountains, the CZU Lightning Complex, nearly 80,000 acres have burned there, 19% contained. These numbers, the containment numbers on all three of these complexes, definitely continuing to increase. So that shows just how hard firefighters have been working uh, because really every bit of containment, and every percentage that we increase is a significant amount of work uh, by our crews. I wanna talk about a couple of the other complexes though. Uh, First off, uh, over in the Mendocino National uh, Forest, uh, there is the August Complex. Uh, It is burning uh, a number of fires uh, throughout uh, both uh, Mendocino, Tehama counties, again, this is on the National Forest, the U.S. Forest Service, uh, fighting that fire. A series of fires, though, burning in Butte County and Tehama County. This is called the Butte-Tehama Lightning Complex, also in Glen County, too, I should mention. Uh, nearly 50,000 acres burned there. It is 13% contained. And then if I scroll down, we'll go into the Monterey area, where we've had several fires, uh, specifically down uh, near uh, south of Salinas here. This is uh, the river fire. Uh, Nearly 50,000 acres have burned there. The fire, though, is 50% contained. And then just to the south of it is the Carmel fire. There we go, scrolling a little bit more, you can see here's uh, Robles del Rio, uh, Jamesburg, just to give you an idea. This is in the Carmel Valley. Uh, So this fire, the Carmel fire, uh, has burned uh, 6,000 and nearly 700 acres. It is 45% contained. And a couple other fires that we really haven't talked a lot about just because good progress has been made there is down here in Southern California. First, we'll go into Riverside County uh, where the Apple Fire had been burning just north of Beaumont uh, and Banning. Uh, 33,000 acres burned there. That fire, 95% contained. And as both of these fires I'm gonna show you have had containment levels increase, a number of these firefighters have been able to be released to some of the other fires. Another one to mention is uh, the uh, lake fire. Uh, burning uh, on the Angeles National Forest. This fire, 31,000 acres, 70% contain. And Just to give you an idea in the, the uh, L.A. Basin where this is, here's Santa Clarita, just to give you an idea, burning just north of that uh, and south of the Antelope Valley. So progress being made on a number of fronts. Again, these are some of the, the larger fires. Now, today we are expecting continued favorable weather, at least compared to what we saw last week, as you can see from the temperatures uh, forecast here uh, throughout the week. We're going to continue to see temperatures Uh, you know seasonable for this time of year even in some parts of california especially along the coast we are going to see a little bit of marine layer, uh, and so uh, that's going to bring some cooler temperatures, even a little higher humidity. Both of those factors will aid firefighters in their efforts. However, we could see some gusty winds, even winds uh, 15 to 20 miles an hour in some areas. So that could hamper firefighters uh, you know, in our efforts. We also are still going to see some thunderstorms. In fact, the Weather Service has uh, the possibility of thunderstorms up in the northern portion, the very north portion of California. Here's writing. So this is all kind of above Redding but also the northeastern portion of the uh, Sierra down through uh, the Tahoe Basin and down into the eastern uh, part of California. So we could see thunderstorms today uh, with occasional lightning And the fact that it's going to bring potentially little to no rainfall obviously could elevate the fire danger there. The good thing, though, is that this uh, system right now is not uh, at a a criteria that would call for a red flag warning. So still something to watch for, but it is not going to be the same elevated fire risk that we had at least uh, yesterday. Looking at our air quality, though, we are still going to see some smoky areas of California. You can see uh, a lot of unhealthy ranges all the way from San Jose and the East Bay coming up through Chico and into paradise. uh, Still unhealthy uh, for sensitive groups for almost all of Northern California. As we go through this uh, smoke loop uh, from the the National Weather Service, you can kind of see the areas that are hit the hardest. This is really uh, just along the I-5 corridor is where we're going to see most of that smoke from a number of the fires, especially up north, the LNU Lightning Complex uh, being uh, one of those. So, again, it's going to be another smoky day. Let's talk about firefighting resources, though. This here is a fire engine from the McLean Black Lake Fire Department getting ready to go out onto the line. Uh, they these fire crews from the state of Washington just one of uh, 91 fire engines that are from the McLean Black Lake Fire Department getting ready to go out onto the line. Uh, they these fire crews from the state of Washington go out onto the line. Uh, they these fire crews from the state of Washington one of uh, 90 go out onto the line. Uh, they. These fire crews from the state of Washington.
1: I just wanted to note the way he said the name of the state.
0: Just one of uh, 90 from the McLean Black Lake Fire Department getting ready to go out onto the line. Uh, These fire crews from the state of Washington, just one of uh, 91. Fire engines that our Western state partners have sent out. You can see nine states have sent us aid so far uh, and are on the front lines assisting us. We also have uh, several hundred, in fact, uh, over 700 fire engines, which brings, uh, which has about 3,000 firefighters from city and fire departments across our state. So many of our local fire departments are also on the front lines and have been for weeks now uh, at a time. Now, with the extreme activity that we have, in fact, uh, over 15,000 firefighters uh, today battling these fires, we are even bringing in and continuing to use the National Guard. Here's a helicopter uh, from the California National Guard uh, getting ready to make a water drop on one of the fires. The National Guard that has been a longtime partner of Cal Fires when we get into fire activity like this is assisting with 17 water-dropping helicopters, four C-130 aircraft that have modular air uh, air tanker uh, firefighting systems uh, in them as well are aiding them and then a number uh, over a dozen uh, fire crews in total the national guard supporting us with 1800 personnel so a significant commitment by the California National Guard on a number of these fires. So uh, all of the firefighters are continuing to make very good progress, though it has been a grueling couple of weeks, and definitely the last week alone uh, with all of the fires uh, by lightning uh, continues uh, to challenge us. Uh, Like always, we really need the public's help. Do your part to prevent sparking a wildfire and ensure you are prepared. You can visit our website, readyforwildfire.org. You can sign up there for uh, text alerts uh, if a large wildfire occurs within your area. For now, though, that's the latest on the fire situation. I'm Daniel Berlant. Please have a fire safe day.
1: There we are. skip de flippy dibby doo Okay, so I do definitely want to get those um, those California fire updates in. Those things uh, fucking matter. But also, we should definitely hear from a person with the actual fire department and not just me riffing about it. All right, we interrupt the regularly scheduled book club to try to figure out why niggas is still falling with the leftist grift of the hill. With a uh, Crystal Ball, and I think this cat's name is pronounced Sagar. All right, with this Crystal Ball and this Sagar, which I think I can actually uh, move this tab to the other window. That ought to work there. Okay, so let's bring that up on the gosh darn screen. All right, so fucking, um, le- first off... <laughs> It's tough because the shit is moving so damn fast. You know, when I went to look up the name, um, Coleman is the name of this uh, politician. Are you yes. doing swap stuff still? Or are you no, you're here? good. No, okay. Good. Yeah, uh, what's Coleman. his
2: cat's name? Aaron Coleman.
1: Aaron Cole. Aaron. So this little nigga, Aaron, um, let's run it back. In middle school, what he did was he uh, distributed child pornography, right? Yes. Yes. but that was a mistake in rape culture. That's a mistake. Boys will be boys as it were.
2: Right. Which is also interesting that people are referring to it as a mistake because it's a very, um, intentional set of steps. Right. So like he has to, um, first of all, obtain these photographs. Woo. Yeah. First, first of all, he has to obtain these. Ph- <laughs> now nah, it's all, again, my mic is all up in my face. Um, Yeah, so first he has to obtain these photographs, right? And then once he has them, he has to make the threat to another child, saying, if you don't give me more of this uh, underage pornography, I am going to um, send this out publicly to other people, right? So that's another step. And then the victim said no and didn't provide uh, more pornography. So then he actually sent it. So it's not like, um, you know, this was like something that happened in in a course of like 30 seconds where he just you know, lapsed in judgment for 30 seconds. This was a very um, intentional, premeditated thing. And a lot of people want to let him off the hook because he was in middle school. He was like 12 or 13 when this happened. And it's like, but this was still a very specific set of steps, you know. And I also think it's interesting how um, this just speaks to like how prevalent rape culture is that it's just completely normalized that it can be a mistake when a boy uh does this to a girl right because he did in fact share those nudes he did share that uh it was child pornography really he did share that and you know but at the same time um you know if you look at like that slender man stabbing right it was two teenage girls who stabbed a classmate my bad i didn't
1: follow that story at all
2: oh well yeah but um just the, the public outrage was like they should be locked up forever and people were mad when the attorneys put in um like, um, a plea saying they were mentally ill and needed therapy instead of prison. People were literally outraged, but people with this guy, it was just a mistake. It was a mistake. And so it's like interesting how, um, how prevalent rape culture is that it really just absolves you of any fucking consequences
1: yeah and um and i don't want this to cut too far into the book club time it is an 11 minute video and i'm not fucking around i really want to do the whole 11 minutes yeah and which means we're going to be playing significantly larger chunks before we comment than we normally do right we typically play like five seconds and get pissed off and yell (laughs) about it but Mm -hmm. like we're really gonna play like whole minutes before we comment on this motherfucking bullshit video that uh, Crystal Ball and her homeboy Sagar put up. And, you know, to add extra context, let's not forget why Crystal Ball had to leave her race. Mm -hmm. Because a picture of her where she was at a party and there was like a toy uh, penicular, a penis, if you will... It, but it was like a toy like a party favor yeah and it was like strapped to her forehead yeah and they were goofing around with it playing yeah and she got out of i think she was running a congressional run i think it was a 2010 congressional run if i remember right yeah and um and she and she got out of the race because of the right- wing media coverage on that mm-hmm you know, so I think that she would sympathize with the victim of someone putting out actual child porn. It's
2: more important that he's a progressive and has progressive ideas. That's what matters the most.
1: And he recently did some progressive things this year. He did. Okay, Um, I have, this is The Intercept is who I'm going with. Yes. These are the folks. Mm-hmm. Um. So this title of this article on The Intercept, I don't see a date, August 25th, but 9:10 p.m., yeah. Oh, those end of the day articles. Motherfucker. Everyone's right. going to bed. Which uh, is
2: interesting because Ryan Grimm wrote this, but Ryan Grimm had been defending this guy until this piece came out.
1: How does... It, un- until my own piece came out. As soon as I dropped my shit, fuck that nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, uh, this Ryan Grimm cat, the the title that they put on this article is, Aaron Coleman's ex-girlfriend says he slapped and choked her in the past year. Alright, so let's just get straight to the text messages. Sometimes the article is like these niggas just trying to fill a word count. And I ain't trying to fill a word count. Alright. Oh shit. And people looking at the Faceboos Live, for some reason it's just a white screen spinning. But uh, that might be because I had the uh, the shared screen down. So that'll hop back up. Alright. So uh, these screenshots from these text messages. First thing we see is uh, Get Dressed. As one message, and then come downstairs as another. Yes. Which, if that's Aaron talking, yeah, A yeah. and Y. Yeah. So that, that's how you talk to folks. It's an aggressive way for a cis male to talk to a cis woman. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how I talk to you. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You get dressed and come downstairs.
2: <laughs> All the time.
1: But these are text messages, right? I'm applying a tone to it arbitrarily. Let's not be funny. It's style. not arbitrary. You are oh, applying
2: not- a tone, but there's a reason for that tone that we have applied. We can't confirm or deny that's the tone he meant, but it's not an arbitrary.
1: Oh no, tone. Oh no, there. No, no. So you're saying he's no progressive there? Okay. So the response text message is the letter Y, which is like the word Y in texting culture, and then um, they also just say I'm sorry. But also, there's a lot of lapsed time between that. 6.57 p.m. with the Y, and then 10.23 a.m. with the I'm sorry. Mm
2: -hmm. For not answering, probably.
1: Huh. Um, And then A says, Aaron, A-A-Ron, says, It's okay. I'm warming my car up for us. Just come outside whenever you're ready to go and come kiss me. Which also, I just make demands like that myself. I'm a progressive. Oh shit, it says our Facebook Live died.
2: Oh. What I don't the know. Fuck?
1: Why the fuck did my Facebook Live die? I don't know. It says it was unable to even start it. What? Fuck, let me pause this. Okay, Facebook Live restarted. The podcast will be significantly smoother than the Facebook Live is. Yes. And that's just how it's gonna gizzo. Yeah, I don't know why uh, that's active. I'm I'm wondering if it's just our internet connection, if it's just fucking Shardy Mm. McBartley out here. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, we do have shitty wiring coming to. Yeah, it's even struggling to start the Facebook Live. Well, that's fantastic. This may just be a podcast episode. Yeah, that's what I was going for. All right, so back to their text messages. So he's warming up the car and come out and kiss me. Uh, and he also says, "I'm sorry, baby. I failed your shit test." Mm-hmm. And that's 10:27 a.m. And then we get to 2:12 p.m. A heart. 2:13 p.m. A heart. And then 2:14 p.m. back from the uh, the victim. A heart. And the vi- I just want to know. I'm a '90s kid, like a motherfucker. And the victim has powdered toast, man, from the Ren and Stimpy show as their avatar. And I, I noticed that, and that's neat. Yes. Powdered Toast Man. Okay,
2: I didn't watch that show. I was not into it.
1: Oh, I fucking d- But you know me, I'm into absurdity. Yes, yeah, I am. Yeah, big time. Uh, so now A.A. Ron leaves a message at 9.18 p.m. I hate texting culture, but it also gives you a lot of evidence of shit. Because uh, if this was just a telephone conversation, it disappears. Right. Right? So right. I guess I got to take the, uh, the evidence with the annoyance. I don't think annoyance is a word. Um, a. 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 Ron. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, cool. Nito. All right. But agreeance isn't. No. All right. A. A. Ron says, you dumped me in the hot tub. And a powdered toast person says, I made a joke about breaking up with you so you could have your threesome for your birthday. Uh, you got on top of me and started choking me and slapping me then i broke up with you
2: yeah he's a progressive
1: well yeah that's what well you got to realize that and from what i saw in the youtube comments section for uh fake leftist crystal ball and her grifting friend sagar um in the comment section people were saying that you grow a lot from 12 to
2: 19 Uh uh-huh yeah into a better abuser
1: well you're bigger you're stronger you know, you can choke them now. Your, your your hands got a little muscle from washing all those dishes. Mm-hmm. Okay, good good blue-collar labor adds to the rape culture of it all. Um, and now here comes the gaslighting. A. a Ron, and this, I really do mean gaslighting, not lying. Let's not conflate the two things. Mm-hmm. Um, a. a Ron says, you have a funny memory, dot, dot, dot. And Powder Toast Person says, I remember it perfectly. And aaron says, hmm, gaslighting isn't working, right? Let me try some more. And says, that never happened. You dumped me, and I smacked you. And you smacked me! And I immediately got up and stormed out of the hot tub. Powder Toast person smacked him.
2: Yeah, which is also, I think, just speaks to the level of arrogance that's going on here. Like, he was like, oh, well, I'm not going to, going to admit to choking you. But, yeah, I slapped the shit out you. First, Peep also... I smacked you, and then you smacked, you retaliated, you responded to my physical attack, my physical assault. But, yeah, the fucking level of just, feel, like, feeling so confident to text someone while you're running for office, yeah, I smacked you because you broke up with me. What?
1: Yeah, but, you know, those damn SJWs are forcing him out of the race. He's it's, being it's the
2: feminists, forced really. out. It's the feminists.
1: Oh, shit, yeah, Facebook Live really just won't start. Okay, oh, okay. no. so no video. Fuck the damn. All right, uh, back to the shit. doop 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 And her response is, LOL, okay. Now, and again, I'm skipping all the shit in the article. Niggas is just trying, trying to hit word counts. I'm all about these text message screenshots. So A.A. Ron says, you lack basic empathy.
2: Says the guy who hit someone for breaking
1: up with them. Well, yes. That's who, it, but I mean, who knows better than the one that's doing it? Right, right, right. And then Powder Toast Person says, we both do. Which, uh, it's almost like the gaslighting is working. It is. And A.A. Ron says, air out the clip into your head. I'm guessing that means commit suicide? Yes, shoot yourself in the head. But also the whole clip, huh? So, don't die from the first bullet. I want you to die from all the bullets combined. Yes. And then they said, I plan on it, just waiting for the right time. And then he says, mag dump yourself, which I'm guessing means magazine. Yes. So empty. Uh, again, so empty the clip. A, a, a full round of magazine, as it were. And then he said, do that at midnight tonight.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And Aaron continues another text message. If I never hear from you again, then I'll know what happened. And then Powdered Toast Person says, I can't believe you really said that to me. That's the most hurtful thing you've said to me so far. What the fuck has this nigga been saying? Oh, don't worry. I can tell you. All right. And they say, and you'll never be able to take it back. And that's the last text message in this article that's way too long because minimal word counts. Yes, Yes, ma'am. Phoenix Collider has the heat.
2: So there's also other text messages where he says, um... Uh, Where they said, where she said, I'm hitchhiking. And he said, why are you hitchhiking? Where are you going to go? And she said to you. And he said, are you ready for it? Fuck. Play the trigger warning, right?
1: Oh, shit. No idea. All right. So if you're tuned in, trigger warning, if you want to skip forward like 30 seconds. But if you're in it, you're in it. Let's party.
2: He said, so she uh, said, I'm hitchhiking. He said, why? Where are you going? And she said to you, and he said, I hope you get abducted, raped, chopped up, and have your pieces scattered around and burnt in different locations. Read about it. It's dangerous for women to hitchhike.
1: Because niggas like you.
2: Exactly. And then said, that's a true story that happened. That's why it's banned. Don't come to me. Not uh, Nowhere here for you. You don't like my parents' house. And sh- the would you say toast what the fuck toast what
1: powder toast person powder
2: toast person said don't ever say you hope i get raped ever and he said well don't hitchhike retard that was his answer
1: hey 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 well hey 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 he's a progressive he's a progressive all right
2: yes and, powder- and he made
1: a mistake yes. when he was 12 uh huh
2: and then powder toast uh person said i wasn't actually going to hitchhike and he said, hey, you might get lucky and they might kill you first and then rape your corpse. That's a true story. That happened as well. And she said, do you think I'm actually retarded? And he said, you act like it. Guess who's hitchhiking to Kansas City? Like in quotes, because I guess that was the original message that she sent. So, yeah, he um, a wildly ableist is saying, I hope you get raped and chopped up in pieces. Like, what the fuck? Progressive. Progressive.
1: A real deal. You're hating? You're hating, aren't you?
2: I mean, kind of, yeah. Like, what the fuck?
1: I'm just saying filler in case you're looking oh, for more. Uh, yeah,
2: there was another. I just want to see if it's... uh, Because someone... I think I tagged something else, but I think it might be the... Okay, no, it's the article that you have from The Intercept. All right, yes. Uh-huh. But yeah, that was the end of my screenshots of his text messages.
1: All right. So, The Hill. Yes. Right? Crystal Ball and Sagar... It's a good program.
2: Should we also like just mention as a side note that in addition to this horrific relationship, which was going on this year while he was running, that also there's reports that his campaign manager um, wanted to leave and almost filed a restraining order against him during the campaign. And going back to the child porn incident in middle school, there was also other girls that he admitted to bullying and one of them tried to commit suicide or contemplated committing suicide because he bullied her so much. So also additional context about who this person is.
1: You know, when I made mistakes when I was twelve years old, they were like I, I tried to uh, to do a bad jump kick in Mortal Kombat and lost the fight. You know, <laughs> when, when I made mistakes in middle school, it was like I tried to do a wheelie on the bike and almost fell. When I made mistakes, it was like I bumped my head looking for something under a table. Yeah. Okay, let, let's go. Okay, but those are physical mistakes, right? Okay, mm-hmm. sociological mistakes. I think I've uh, I've called someone the F word. Yes. A homophobic slur. Yes. And then I stopped like before I was even in my mid-teens. Yeah. But uh, I never went to a gay kid and uh, like hit him. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, as soon as we found out that there were gay kids in our school, we were like, Oh fuck, well those are our friends. Yeah. Yeah, like Cody and Julius. I can actually cause they're they're out now as adults. I've seen them before on the Facebook and talked to them a bit. Mm-hmm. Like We didn't do this shit, and that's something I hate with this thing with as soon as someone says we all make mistakes, ask them directly and do not couch it. Yes, I'm yelling at you the listener, because you're probably going to couch it. Don't couch it. Ask them then who did you rape? Right. Who did you distribute child pornography of? Right. Like, if this is just a mistake and we all make mistakes... Right. That's just like when you get these fucking liberals. And these people, I don't consider them SJWs or black feminists. These are fucking liberals. These liberals that be like, oh, Donald Trump is problematic? We're all problematic. Whoa. What did you do that's similar to Donald Trump? Because right, if that's exactly. problematic and you're problematic... I'm not like you niggas.
2: Right. Well, also, like, that's, to me, is, like, a warning. Like, so you're okay with things like pedophilia and sexual assault and fucking uh, fucking money laundering. What? You're okay with all these things. Stay the fuck away from me. You're a dangerous person.
1: Yeah, you're fucked up. And you have offspring? Fuck off. People are disgusting. Yeah. And, like, and I guess... uh Yeah, but you also told me that uh, some of the folks that you knew on Twitter, like Beth Lynch, uh, Kamala Mm -hmm. Harris is a cop account. I think she changed it, but like she already wasn't fucking with Crystal Ball. Yeah, there's a
2: lot of people in the leftist circles who are already um, not dealing with Crystal Ball. And like this is just like an excellent uh, sort of confirmation bias, quite frankly.
1: Have they said Um, why? Like they, because I'm I'm a little newer to it. I did a segment on them earlier this year while they were doing some shitty shit, but they must have been on this earlier than me.
2: Um, Yeah, I don't know. I can ask um, people, but yeah. Um, So I just also like more context. I know we said we were going to make this short, but I just want to get all the context in there because you were reading the one off The Intercept. There's one on KansasCity.com that also interviewed victims of Aaron Coleman. And one woman posted that he harassed her for months and it got so bad that he found out her family's home phone number and wouldn't stop calling her. That was, again, in middle school when this was just a quote-unquote mistake because I know when I was in middle school, I stalked people and called them multiple times a day when they didn't want to talk to me. What the fuck?
1: You know who um. I called? My girlfriend. One. <laughs> yes. And you know what I did when there was no answer? I went and, like, listened to some music.
2: Mm-hmm. And so then they, uh, you know, this article is asking, so has he left the abusive behavior behind? And says it appears not. Coleman told one Republican during the campaign that he'd laugh if you, when you get COVID and die, which is probably not something you should say when you're running for office. Um... Let's see. Coleman uh, also said that uh, he has grown, but then says that the uh, oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't his his campaign manager. It was his opponent's campaign manager. Brandi Armstrong says she was harassed by Coleman during the campaign where he would show up at her house to argue with her about campaign shit. So he would show up at the campaign manager's house of his opponent, who happened to be a woman and also peep not his challenger, who is a man. He showed up at the, her house because she worked for a man.
1: Mm-hmm. I kind of want to beat his ass, like, that. I mean, up. he deserves it. Like, I mean, I've never been to jail, but to go to jail for that, like, and again, like, because, I, and I, I watch interviews with dudes that have been to jail, and it's like, and one thing that happens is their cellmates and shit, they immediately get hold of your rap sheet. Yeah. And- I've never been arrested before. And if my only arrest is I beat up a child pornographing rapist, I, you know, he's not accused of rape. It's real yeah. easy to inadvertently say that word yeah. in rape culture. Uh, but if I beat up a child pornographer that runs around harassing women, you know, my few days in jail are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. My first, like literally at 37 years old, my first arrest, an assault, and, and keep in mind, I'm going to be arrested by cops who are probably conservative, and I beat up a Democrat.
2: Yeah, also that.
1: Yeah. I might not even go.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then also, um, they pointed to uh, the woman who tried to commit suicide. This was, again, one of the middle school incidents where um, he basically said that... Um, She was fat. She looked like a whale. She should kill herself because, like, nobody would love her because she was so fat. Things like that. And then this person actually tried to commit suicide. Now he's talking about her and said recently, um, are you ready? No. I've moved on. They call it the past. They call the past the past for a reason because it's where you're supposed to leave things. At this point, you shouldn't move on for me. You should move on for yourself. That was his response to someone who almost committed suicide because he bullied them so bad. It's called the past for a reason because that's where
1: you're supposed to leave things. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right. Ready for the the crystal ball segment.
2: Let's see how quote unquote progressives are covering it.
1: All right. This is rising the hill. Here we are. Let's do this. And this is their episode from. Let me check that upload date. Doobie doop doop. Oh, fuck. They don't have the upload date on this motherfucker. You see it?
2: Really? No, I don't. Uh, one of
1: the... Hmm. Damn, that's cold game. Okay. Motherfuckers.
2: But I will point out that this thing, the article I was just uh, referencing, KansasCity.com, that talked about him showing up at the um, opponent's office, or um, the uh, campaign manager for his opponent's home, the um, telling the victim who almost committed suicide because of him to just get over it because it's in the past, um, all that shit. This article came out August 13th. So this has been publicly available since August 13th. I know the intercept one with the text messages came out yesterday, but this, uh, because everyone keeps saying it was so long ago, like he was telling this uh, bullying victim recently, the campaign man, this was like this year was the fucking campaign. This was happening this year and this has been up since August 13th. So this is even before the intercept text messages of, you know, go shoot yourself in the head and I hope you get raped and cut up while you're hitchhiking shit.
1: And again, the hill has budget, right? Wine cellar media. I shit you not runs on $600, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, literally, I got these articles, I got both the intercept one and this one from KansasCity.com And I got screen caps, because literally from like leftist circles from lefties, I'm like lefties, I heard a thing Does somebody know more about the thing. And everybody was like, this is what I have about the thing. Like, this is how you literally how you fucking network literally
1: yes and just a note uh shout out to jan loco uh hit up the joint and um and i think i'm pronouncing your name shiloh uh hit up the paypal jan loco and shiloh uh you know a- adding to that big baller wine cellar media budget <laughs> right you know so i think we're a little over six hundred dollars for this here month might all be, right? we might be so i think we might be able to do some hardcore coverage ourselves and then also, uh, one more before we get to this, uh, on the Patreon, I, ooh, okay, I'm not even going to try to pronounce your name, because I don't want to disrespect you, but you know what, your last name, H, uh, A-H, you came through on the Patreon, and yes, so uh, we're doing it big. Doing it big. All right, so Wine Cellar Media with um, our, our 600 average, is what I should say, uh, We're uh, we're hanging tough. All right, let's uh, yeah. let's get to this rising. Yeah, so we chart. had
2: this. Meanwhile, the hill has this.
3: opponent Congressman Stan Froutenfelter, hope I said that right. Despite the first-time candidate being outspent by more than 10 to 1 to become the nominee,
4: But the college student and part-time dishwasher is now engulfed in a controversy based on misconduct from when he was 12 and 13 years old. (laughs) Kansas State Democratic Party vowed to organize a write-in campaign on behalf of Fraunfelter. He's the one that lost in that primary. And now Coleman has said that he is going to resign and pull out of the race altogether. Journalist Zed Jelani joins us now to talk about the fallout and Coleman's reaction to it. Um, so great to see you, Zed, as always.
3: Good to see you, Zed. Oh, here, you want it's to good to be here. Positive mm-hmm. and
4: Can you just points? take but us through this story? Really what out. happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did this all come to pass?
5: Yeah, so basically uh, Kansas had its Democratic primaries uh, for state legislative positions in early August. So I believe it was something like August third or fourth. the primary for this district took place. Uh, the results were not certified until, I think, around the middle of August. Uh, and when when the results were certified, what happened was one of the kind of senior Democrats in the House, Stan Fraunfelter, I believe at one point he was the number two Democrat in the House. I don't know if he still is, uh, but he was defeated, actually, by a margin of, I think, uh, it was single digits or low low double digits. I mean, he didn't even meet 830 votes. Uh, he was defeated by a 19-year-old named Aaron Coleman, uh, who worked as a dishwasher uh, and who spent, I think, something like one-tenth the amount that Stan uh spent. Uh, Coleman had been followed by controversy because over the summer, uh, somehow it had been publicly disclosed that when he was in middle school, uh, he had been involved in some bullying, including uh, something that may have been, like, revenge porn, meaning that, like, uh, he, somebody sent him a naked photo, a classmate or something, and he gave it to other people, so on and so forth. Uh, he had a history of kind of emotional problems like that as a child. He w- he had been through child abuse. Um, his brother committed suicide, uh, and his father is in the hospital right now, as we speak. So he, he comes from a troubled background as a child, certainly. Um, but when this story rose in over the summer, he basically issued a public apology for this and said, hey, look, I had a troubled childhood. I'm sorry for this. Um, But it was something that kind of dogged him throughout the race. And I think most people didn't expect him to win. I mean, he's a dishwasher. He doesn't have much money. He's very young. This is one of the most senior Democrats in the House, but apparently he didn't have the loyalty of 830 voters, uh, which is all that it took to defeat him. Uh, So I think flash forward to the middle of August, this becomes a national story. It's something that I think every New York Times wrote an article about it. Uh, I think several outlets on the right wrote it out, wrote something about it because it's, you know, it's Democrats in disarray, blah, blah, blah. And maybe it's a chance to distract from some very strange GOP primary uh, wins that came out recently, particularly from Florida and Georgia. Um, And I think that in the national narrative, this was the first thing people learned about Aaron Coleman was his behavior in middle school. Uh, The fact that he was a troubled teen and, you know, he had been through a lot of the kind of emotional verse that you might find from a middle school bully or a middle school outcast. Um, And I think a lot of people started viewing him exclusively through that lens. Stan Fraunfelter decided to run a write-in campaign uh, against his own party's nominee going into November. And I think Aaron just felt like he was being defined only by this aspect of his childhood. His father's been in the hospital for the past 10 days. Uh, He works a minimum wage job. And I think he didn't, you know, he didn't, he didn't necessarily have the fortitude to take this level of, I
3: think. Yeah, who can blame uh, him? Screw right. at this point, right, so. Yeah, who can blame
1: him, Zed? I mean, so- All right, so that, that was a three minutes and change. Yeah. You say it was vague.
2: Yeah, so uh, I think it sounded like they said Zied or z- said, Zed, Zed. I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, I don't either. The first name, Uh, Jelani, who was the guy who was talking, and and this just goes back to what you said earlier, not so much about, like, this story in particular, but about, like, Wine Cellar versus The Hill. They have a fucking budget, but the way he's reporting is, like, I don't know, maybe, like, a tenth of the votes or, like, a tenth of the money, and maybe he was, like, a kind of, it's sort of, you know, there's a lot of vagueness, and it's, like, you have the fucking money. It literally says journalist under your name. You can find these fucking facts out if you want to. So that's already embarrassing. Um... But then, you know, as they're going and saying, well, he didn't have the fortitude and people saying, well, how could he? So, again, he's being portrayed as the victim here. Really?
1: Yeah. All right. They have that button. I'm just looking at him like he's looking. You you know me. I I can't help but notice glasses. Mm -hmm. Right. I know that's an expensive pair. I've been around the lens crafters once or twice while I have duct tape on why my Walmart glasses and somehow I read the text messages.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Which I think is, um, you know, just, again, how much you want to cover the story. Because this is the thing is, if you're reporting the straight up facts of the story, you can't be on his side. You just can't. Like, well, and not still be, like, a good person or still have, you know, the moral high ground or whatever it is. You can't look at the story and be like, yeah, so he almost bullied someone until they committed suicide. He passed out nudes of an underage girl uh, after unsuccessfully blackmailing her. He told his, uh, at the time, his girlfriend to kill herself, that he hoped she get raped uh, and chopped up into pieces. He hit her and choked her uh, because she broke up with him, like... You can't cover that as is and then be like, I don't, he just didn't have the fortitude to handle it. And how could he? <laughs>
1: <sighs> Scum! Make me yell like Alex Jones. All right, let's let this rock more. Like, we're, di- we're not doing this the way we normally do it. Let's really let this fucking thing breathe. So now he's passing the mic to Crystal Ball and Sagar. I'll give it a running start.
3: To take this level of, I think. Yeah, who can blame uh, Screwed Screw right. at
5: this point, right, so.
3: Yeah, who can blame him, Zed? I mean, so according to the Times, right, and this is the way that the Times, and you're absolutely right, the Times, the way everybody nationally writes up the story, Kansas candidate who admitted to revenge porn plans to withdraw. So, you know, somebody who sees that, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, just nobody reads past the headline. Like you said, a 19-year-old with a minimum wage job doesn't necessarily have the... And by all accounts, seem to just want to serve as an elected representative. It's like, fine, if you guys are going to treat me this way, why should I even participate? I mean... The national norms around calling somebody out for behavior they engaged in when they were literally 12 years old just seems ridiculous to me. And yet I haven't seen any real reckoning around this set.
5: I mean, I think part of this is that, you know, technology has changed the way that we understand and know people Mm. now. So I doubt we know the worst thing that like.
1: Yep, Phoenix Clueda said pause (laughs) that shit early, nigga.
2: (laughs) No, because I just want to go back a little bit to what was just said was that um, he's basically saying, well, if this is how you're going to treat me, then this is just how, um, you know, then I'm not going to do it anymore. Okay, just keep in mind, that's the argument they're making is he's justified in leaving because this guy did resign Aaron Coleman. He did resign. But keep in mind, their argument, the way they're framing this is that he has a right to resign because the public is being mean to him. So he doesn't have to follow through with his progressive policies as a legislator. OK, so just keep that framing in mind as we
1: continue. All right. Keep that in my head. And you keep that in your head too, your people t- tuned in.
5: <laughs> Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Donald Trump. Or Mike Pence have done in their personal life? I really doubt we knew it because they didn't grow up in a digital era, right? Like we, if if they said something very offensive, if they did something very offensive, if they bullied somebody, we don't, we wouldn't know about it. There's no record. There's nothing like that. But we live in a in a time where basically twelve year olds are given devices where they record every aspect of their lives, right? And now we can see uh, the we, this, this is sort of the reckoning of that moment in that we see everyone's warts and blemishes, and sometimes we only see the warts and blemishes uh, because I think. You know, for instance, the fact that Sam Fraunfelter is primarily pro-life and Aaron Coleman is pro-choice, I don't think that really entered into the national narrative at all. That, like, now voters won't even have a choice between a pro-choice person and a pro-life person. They're basically going to.
2: So what did I just say to keep in mind the framing? Right. Is that they're keep claiming he's a progressive. He just wanted to serve the people. And now because y'all are being mean to him, he's just going to, like, you know, take his ball and go home, as it were. So this is how his progressive values lie. People said mean things about him. So now he's literally leaving them with a forced birth candidate because you were mean to him. This is your punishment for being mean to him. And the Hill is justifying it by saying, well, what was he supposed to do? You were mean to him. He had to go. And now this is the consequence of being mean to a fucking abuser to deal with a worse abuser. how they That was some slick shit they did. Like, you see what I'm saying?
1: Whiteless shrugged
2: whitelist, but y'all see what I'm saying, right? That was some slick shit they did. Then, well, if you're being mean, he's just going to go. What do you expect? And now it's like, oh, well, now you're stuck with a forced birth guy. You brought it on yourself.
1: Yeah. By fucking with uh, his mistakes that take weeks to carry out. I've literally never made a mistake that took a long time. When I make a mistake, <laughs> it hurts immediately and I'm it's bleeding.
2: because it's, <laughs> it's not a mistake. It's an intentional premeditated choice.
1: Yeah, like, basically, like, sociologically, like, I guess I'm kind of drawing a metaphor here. What we saw from him when he was 12 years old and then leading up to what we saw in those text messages and then what you saw with that campaign shit, sociologically, like, as a 12-year-old, you saw the signs when he was killing small rodents outside. hmm You saw mm-hmm. the signs and you ignored him because he's a yellow-headed cis white male. Mm-hmm
5: to have be locked in to the to the pro-life Democrat, whether they are pro-choice or not. Uh, you know, these larger kind of issues in Kansas politics that impact all of Kansas voters, you know, those have, were kind of sidelined because this one kind of micro-scandal from this uh, young man's...
2: Again, <laughs> one micro-scandal, but it was the child porn was one person. The bullying was other people. The girlfriend was a yet another person. It's not one micro-scandal. It is a series a pattern of abusive misogynistic behavior stop fucking defending this guy
1: fuck it book clubs tomorrow Uh, (laughs) because i get why we're stopping it and it's because we don't like when people gish gallop that pisses us off Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we can't help it it's so yeah like fuck it let's do it old school style yeah book clubs tomorrow tomorrow. sorry y'all my bad part and next episode of the book club is <laughs> tomorrow god damn it this fucking piece of shit rape culturist i like saying rape culturist i don't know if that's a real word but i say it i think it fits. i mean
2: if you say anything long enough it becomes a word so
1: yeah bling bling bling
2: bling
5: childhood uh kind of enveloped everything else that happened in the race and it may be that you know there's some other contemporary facts about Aaron Coleman that would make him un- unfit for off- unsuitable for office. Maybe yes,
2: like- yes. They're the massive. way he treated his girlfriend and the campaign manager of his opponent. Those are the contemporary situations and facts, nigger. Eh, maybe. I found this shit out in like forty-five minutes after making a tweet asking questions in leftist circles. You, how the fuck much do you make that you couldn't figure this shit out? You lazy motherfucker!
1: All his budget, all his budget went to those fly ass headphones.
2: Them shit does not fly.
1: But I bet they're pricey. I bet they're pricey. <laughs> yeah, those are mean pair of monitors. Uh, skippy, flippy, do. Uh oh, skippy, do. There we are. His personality or
5: characteristics now, or something, in his, his policy platform, or something. But th- that really wasn't even being debated. The entire stories were framed around his middle school behavior. So I'm sorry, I a- know
2: now that you now that you said we can pause it whenever, nigga. I'm just <laughs> gonna be pausing all motherfucking time. But no, I'm um, seriously though. What they're saying about his like progressive policy positions, I really have to ask. Um, what does a progressive policy platform look like when you're a misogynist? Like, yeah, he says he's pro-choice or whatever, but how hard is he going to fight? Um, for reproductive rights, like if there was a domestic violence bill on the table, would he support victims of domestic violence, which are primarily women, right? Um, If it was, um, you know, something about like funding like a woman's homeless shelter, is that because he's clearly a fucking misogynist. So when you talk about policy platforms, um, I'm going to need a deeper discussion on what does your policy platform... How is it informed by your opinions of certain groups of people, right? Like, I'm not expecting radical uh, racial policies from fucking Louis Gohmert, who thinks that black people are innately criminal, right? If you and just, Mexicans. And Mexicans. If you fucking think that it's okay to fucking slap women when they break up with you, if you think it's okay to tell some a woman that you hope she gets raped and cut up into pieces, if you're showing up at a woman's house because you're upset for who she works for... I have strong doubts that you're going to truly support progressive policies that help women. Change my mind.
1: And look, and if I do run into him and I beat the fuck out of him, it was a mistake. It
2: was a every, mistake.
1: Every single punch, I said, oops, and I apologized, my and bad. then I made another mistake. And, oops. Oh, my bad. My what? bad. What happened? I don't know. I, 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 I can't control myself. Isn't that what they say about men? We can't, can't we got control, no ourselves. control No control. Somehow, somehow we managed to tie our shoes, show up to work on time, cash our checks, put on our pants one leg at a time, but we also can't control ourselves.
2: Right.
5: Unheard of it. I think if you roll back the clock just a few years ago, but we live in a digital era now where everyone's misdeed is kind of digitally archived and and authored. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, that
2: was asking if you wanted to do your thing that you said when we heard this. We were pointing out that... um, it's not that we live in a digital era. He's never lived in anything but a digital era.
1: Oh, that's also... Yeah, because what? He was fucking born in, like, what, 2001? Yeah. Yeah, so fucking in 2001, that was the year that I turned 18. And that was when... Um, I, I, it may have been a year earlier, but this is when I came across it. When you actually had a cable cord running into your computer. And I remember I could download a long-ass George Carlin special in, like, six minutes... Like, so this nigga's whole life has been the fucking digital era. And I do mean his whole life. You understand how likely it is that the reason he was conceived was because someone sent someone a smiley face on AOL Instant Messenger? Like, his whole life, like, his conception was digital,
2: Or um, watching online porn, yeah.
1: Yeah, or fucking, um, hell, there were webcams back
2: then. Webcams, yeah. Sending nudes. Yep,
1: And even his parents knew better than to fucking share him. I'm just, that may not be true. I'm (laughs) making, I'm making shit up, nigga. But you know what? It was a mistake. I couldn't control myself. Boys will be boys.
5: Even if it had been the case, and I'm sure it was, that his middle school punished him, his parents punished him. He
1: probably felt like he was past it. Wait, his parents punished him? Is I that. Is, are there articles about that? I found about nothing
2: that? about that. I found nothing about punishment from the school. I found nothing about punishment from his parents, which also, I actually doubt that he was punished by the school because I would just. I don't know, but I would assume that that would come with a criminal record. And he doesn't have one, as far as I know.
1: And now that I think of it, his parents aren't that much older than us, if they are older than us.
2: <laughs> Probably not. No. Like, so. But yeah, I have a child who's the same age as this kid right now so
1: yeah (laughs) yeah nigga so this but he just made that the fuck up but you see how i made some shit up and i caught myself because i was like hold up i'm talking shit and clowning he made some shit up let's see if he catches himself let's let it keep running
5: it becomes the one fact that people end up knowing about him they don't know that he you know ran this campaign door to door
1: nope he didn't just kept going
5: nope as a dishwasher against uh, a long time incumbent lawmaker. And I think,
1: yeah, AOC also ran her campaign door to door. She posted a picture of the shoes when niggas like Joyanne Reed were like, she came out of nowhere and she posted a picture of her shoes that she went door to door with and said, I just out hustled the competition. And guess what? She didn't uh, distribute any child porn or Mm. slap any women around. Didn't Mm. slap any blokes blokes around. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Somehow. And she's, uh, uh, well, no, no, wait. She's like two years older than she was now, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's in the 30 club now. I
2: think so. I I think she's 29 maybe.
1: But she's still pretty damn close to his age. Yeah. And somehow her also, you could argue that she grew up in the digital era too. Yeah. she didn't do that shit. Guess what came out of her in the digital era? Dancing. Oh, dancing. Yeah, That damn dancing colored woman I hate when Tainos dance
5: <laughs> I think you know unfortunately This is becoming the trend and it may be That we should just tell people Hey don't don't give your kids Smartphones at that age I think a lot of people don't have The proper maturity of that age to even have Which Those devices I know I would
2: Also peep that the solution to the problem is don't let them Post on social media the solution isn't Tell your fucking kids not to Distribute nudes as blackmail.
1: There, there is an absolute fucking refusal to teach boys to not be, I'm going to say, rape culturist. He's not accused of rape here yet. But teach boys to not rape and not to be rape culturist. Yeah, no, 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 don't do that.
2: Just fucking don't give them phones where they can put it on TikTok or whatever.
1: Yeah, keep it a secret. And then hopefully you won't get Kavanaugh when you're trying to get the big promotion.
5: Have. i don't i don't think i had a smartphone until i was like in my 20s or something so
4: yeah uh, i mean there's a there's a parental piece but there's also like all a, right we have
1: a cis woman who who did deal with some misogyny so she's definitely gonna she she's gonna come out and and really flex here goes crystal ball now
4: a societal piece here and you're right to point to the ideology too i mean coleman is a is a real progressive he supports to my understanding, yeah, supports Medicare for all, supports Green New Deal, is pro-choice, had this sort of working-class populist message that obviously I mean, comes very authentic.
2: What up? I already said it, but I'm just going to say it again is like, I don't understand how somebody who's this misogynistic can actually be progressive because of when it comes down to doing things that are going to benefit women. I have doubts
1: he's going to do it. But then also like when you're uh when you're an elected official, don't you have staffers? Yeah. So like how many me too stories is he going to create in his fucking office? Shit.
2: Or how many staffers is he going to, to hire him. because nobody else and would take them on because they created me too stories. Uh, uh-huh.
1: Fun.
4: Authentically to him, And then supports Medicare for All, supports Green New Deal, is pro-choice, had this sort of working-class populist message that obviously comes very authentically to him. And then, you know, after he wins this very surprising victory, and by the way, these issues were litigated in the campaign. It's not like voters didn't have a chance to know about this before they cast their ballot. So after he
2: wins... is unfair to say. Um, because, yeah, the stuff about when he was in middle school came out. But the stuff about him slapping, physically assaulting his girlfriend for breaking up with him, um, about him showing up at his uh, the campaign manager of his opponent's campaign's house and harassing her, that was not public knowledge during this time.
1: But also, uh, remember, she didn't break up with him. She joked about it, as she said in the text message. Uh, powder toast person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, didn't even actually break up with him. Yeah. Which means that's how well he takes a joke from a woman. Yeah. A joke. Yeah. Woo! Won't beat his ass.
4: You know, the end-all-be-all all of sort of establishment politics. New York Times comes out with this very negative story, and the fallout in Susan ends up with him resigning from the race. And it's also partly because, as we discussed with the um, with the Mayor Morse story, people are more interested in their own sort of virtue signaling and, and outrage signaling and being on the right side of these moral
2: call-out issues
1: all right yeah oh and keep in mind as she's saying this we're seven minutes and 44 seconds into the clip
2: what's actually funny to me is that she's um being mad about the new york times being the end all be all and it's like nigga, you work for the hill like they're not exactly like independent media (laughs)
1: Ah, The Hill, they're just like us you see their studio that's the same thing we have we got they got their harley quinn poster up there they got their uh Their cookie cutter black art pictures from Ross and Burlington Coat Factory, like we got? Mm -hmm. You know, they got some uh, swap.
2: Yeah, I'm sure Crystal Ball shops at fucking Burlington.
1: Yeah, that's where that dress came from. Mm hmm. You don't know what you're talking about.
4: Then actually taking any kind of a utilitarian approach to thinking about which of these members, which of these representatives would actually be the best. For constituents for progressive change so it's this kind of weird dynamic both because of that and also because Kansas voters had their say and they looked at this warts at all and said you know what we're going to back this guy but then because of a national outrage he ends up being essentially forced out of the race
5: and look I think it also, you know, there's also the the fact that he's just someone who's kind of marginalized society, right? Like, because this is someone who survived
1: child what? abuse. What? He's marginalized. What? Hey, white men are marginalized in Kansas. I don't know if you knew that about Kansas. Oh,
2: my fucking God. These people get paid
1: to say these things. Yes. Yeah, why not? Look, you have a cis white woman, a cis, I, I don't know what Sagar is. I want to say Indian, and I'm probably wrong. Okay. Uh, I, we could Google-fy it. But, uh, fucking, but these are clearly, like, people of color. Uh Uh-huh. And so, like, all non-white men up here talking about how a blonde white man. In Kansas. Is marginalized. Crisscross will make you jump.
5: Uh, someone who had a hard time getting through middle school, high school, was acting out, doing these emotional things, engaging in this bullying. I mean, we all. Okay. So but-
2: acting out means sharing child porn and bullying people to the point of suicide. That's what
1: acting out looks like. And it's emotional.
2: No wonder America does nothing about school shooters. Them niggas just acting out, isn't it?
1: Well, uh, well, yeah. hmm. Acting out these chop arounds. <laughs> I
5: know people like this if we don't leave if we haven't lived a perfect life maybe we're we have some aspects of this in ourselves no but I, no,
2: oh, no i've never shared anybody's news without consent no matter how the fuck old i was i would never fucking do that
1: like who are you talking about when you say we nigga yeah. y'all three niggas on the panel
2: <laughs> like yeah who the fuck <laughs> is we i have never encouraged anybody to commit suicide in my life who the fuck is we nigga I have never slapped a partner, choked a partner, told a partner to kill themselves. Who the fuck is we?
1: Oh, here, I'll I'll tell you something I did Um, when I was 17. And I actually have the record um, on this computer. I have it on multiple hard drives and I uploaded it because I don't want to lose this shit. Because it was uh, songs that I recorded when I was 17. And I had a beef with another local rapper in Tacoma and that and by my biological mother had died and i found out that their biological mother died so the line i spit was like uh something like you're worthless my mom died your mom died but your mom deserved it and it was mean as hell to say yes and it was also not a mistake and i'm super not sorry it was a battle and it was some cold shit and uh, yeah i'm a mom that's what i did guess what i didn't do go find go make child porn of that person and distribute it
2: Is did that... you but did you choke them
1: uh lyrically yeah physically did you choke them yeah they didn't put out any more records did you hit them i hit them with these bars <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah. did they try to kill themselves afterwards
1: no i i i, I killed their career you know what <laughs> yeah but yeah that that is a real record and if folks want to hear it I'll upload it for you like I actually do have some of my old shit from when I was 17
2: yeah oh Oh. so you didn't so you're not part of we
1: huh and you know something that is I actually do have evidence of my behavior yeah I can literally upload my whole first album that I sold over 5,000 copies of out the backpack and you can judge for yourself if we all did these things shit (laughs) And when you hear the lyrics to my song, The Pain, you're going to cry. All right, here we go.
5: If you have enough fame and power, you can kind of be insulated from this. So, for instance, like Cardi B. uh, All right,
1: Cardi B is just like this, okay? Because
2: we know Cardi B is running for office. Well, yeah. And, and of course, there's a totally similar power dynamic to a black stripper stealing from clients versus a white man beating up white women. Yo, totally the same power dynamic
1: dead to rights i don't even know if cardi b's black i, I don't know shit about oh, that she's nigga. like
2: fucking like that um like that caribbean shit but was raised in new york okay. but you know like fucking i oh, don't like dominican <laughs> or dreamy or some shit uh, somebody's gonna like angrily get in my dms and twitter and tell me exactly what the fuck she is but that you know like that that islander shit okay yeah just like light skin
1: all right Hey, yeah. And all I really know about Cardi B is that she's a Bernie bro that can't rap. Okay. That's you're a virgin who can't drive. <laughs> Alright. But, um, but keep, but what I want you to keep in mind as he continues to speak and do his Cardi B argument, remember that they just called this white man marginalized.
2: I would also just like to point out that, uh, Cardi B, cause I know he's talking about like Cardi B robbing niggas and shit that um, it is illegal.
1: <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert.
2: But uh, it is illegal. Prostitution is illegal. That includes purchasing services. She stole from people who were breaking the law. I would just like to throw that out there.
1: Hmm. All right. She's wet-ass <laughs> catwoman.
5: Dangerous <laughs> <laughs> campaigns sir. you, as admitted to, like, drugging people and stealing their stuff, like pretty bad crime but i don't think See, her, even a pretty that,
1: bad crime
2: but even that though was vague people like she just saw some random stranger like at a macy's and was like that's the mark no it was men who were trying to solicit her for uh basically sex work
1: and how many of those men came forward with their with their full name
2: i don't know of a single one who came forward i only know the story because cardi b told the story and did not involve names or pictures
1: huh because I'm just interested in what those men's wives think about what time this happened. Hmm. Skibby flibby dibby doo. Is th- and that's probably the biggest hindrance to ever decriminalizing sex work is men not wanting those divorce papers.
5: <laughs> Fan base was going to abandon her because now she's so rich and famous. She has like 15 cars or something, right? Like people aren't going to run.
1: She has 15 cars.
2: <laughs> yeah, because she's a fucking like famous rapper I, it's hard to say rapper but is a famous <laughs> rapper and like is a fucking like celebrity on reality shows and is worth like i think like i don't know like 10 million dollars or 27 million dollars something like I just want to...
1: but note that he also said that her fans aren't gonna abandon her because fans buying records and clicking on youtube videos that gain ad rev is the exact same thing as voting
2: well, it is. And that's why we should stand politicians, obviously.
1: Ah, yes. Okay. Cult of personality and all that. Love?
5: Went away from her because she admitted to doing this in her earlier life. Uh, I think the, the man of the moment, uh, the martyr, uh, George Floyd, uh, in his past life, he held a woman up at gunpoint. He put a gun to her chest, broke into her house and put a gun to her chest uh but years later because again we're recording everything he recorded a very emotional video where he was talking about how he thinks there's too much violence in society uh there's too much violence in his neighborhood people need to be more peaceful i mean he grew and changed from that moment uh but i think that people are very selective with what they're
2: and
1: george floyd was also running for office
2: yeah he was running well he was running but you know
1: oh jesus Um,
2: yeah but i mean what the fuck does george floyd have to do with this shit like you just had to be anti-black for funsies, and why Cardi B and George Floyd? Are there not white people who do shit that they've gotten forgiven for?
1: Uh, it's nigger time. <sighs> Look Seriously. when you're def- when you're when you're defending the white man, you go at the nigger. All right, let's run it back to 2014, folks. Remember that hashtag creepy white guys that was started by an Asian woman, and how did white women respond? Creepy black guys hashtag. Yeah because or what was
2: that fucking cat call video
1: oh remember that shit. shit where it was
2: like a woman just walking around but there was like a camera in her backpack and just seeing all the men who cat called her but they literally cut out every white man who cat called her so it was like like 85 percent like black dudes and the rest were like all latino
1: yeah it was um it, it was a a cat that had a gopro camera yeah behind her yeah and um and I think... Because I actually did a podcast and a, um, a post about this with yeah. a graph and a chart and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really putting it down trying to make the wine cellar grow. I spent a lot of hours wine cellaring. I was only sleeping, like, three hours a night. And, um, and like, 82% of that video was all on one street in Harlem. Yeah. And then when they were interviewed about it, finally... uh, The guy's name is Rob. I can't remember his last name. But mm-hmm. Rob said... Oh well, the ones with the white guys, like things would happen, like a car honking in the background, right, so we couldn't sirens. get the audio. Yeah, but you can at least like show the guy yelling, like because we can read body language, right? You know, but nah, nah. No, no. It's when you're defending the white man, it's nigger time. And keep in well, mind what he's happens, a
2: marginalized white man. He needs more help.
1: I forgot he's blonde. That's right. The blonde ones are marginalized. Like everyone Dylan Roof. knows that jesus uh, but fucking um but and and the joint in harlem shit where did my thought go it left me <laughs> no but uh yeah man let, let's let this mo- oh yeah yeah when you're defending the the white man you go after the nigger i was just gonna repeat that
5: they're, with how they're allowed to display his grace towards other people and I think that often, if you're someone who's on the margins, on the outcast, you're not a celebrity like Cardi B, you're not a martyr like George Floyd, is useful for a political
1: move. Wait, so George Floyd is elevated by being murdered? Because he's saying when you're on the margins, but you're not like Cardi B or George Floyd. So George, yeah,
2: but also like him as a martyr, it's about police brutality, not about. He had a criminal record. It's because he got murdered by police on camera.
1: And also, don't martyrs know it's going to happen? Not always. No? So, like, a martyr is a thing that just can happen to you?
2: It can happen to you. Okay,
1: I've never looked that word up, which is why you don't hear me use it, folks. Yeah, well, (laughs)
2: it's just somebody who dies, but, like, you know, like, for a cause or becomes, like... Uh, Well, I mean, basically as it was with George Floyd, like he wasn't trying to be like Black Lives Matter, but Black Lives Matter, you know, took what happened to him and was like, and this is exactly what the fuck we've been talking about. Here's a perfect, um, you know, representation of the problem with police brutality.
1: Yeah, that George Floyd video was ugly. I see a lot of these videos. I've lived through some of the shit myself. And uh, that George Floyd, like the way his eyes are bugging out, like that was a fucking really wicked, cruel, ugly ass murder, yo.
2: Sadistic as shit.
1: Yeah
5: movement, people sometimes won't have the same grace towards you. They'll just know this one fact about you. They won't know anything else about you. And they're not going to weigh pros and cons. They're not going to put you on a ledger. They're just going to throw you away because you're, you're kind of not useful. And to that's the national- okay.
2: Okay. Because if the thing I know about you is that you beat women and distribute their nudes without permission, that's all the fuck I need to know about you. You're an unsafe person. It is not safe to be around you. Yeah. Unless it's like that shit where people be like, well, you can, you know, disagree on politics with somebody and still be friends. And it's like, we're not fucking arguing about pineapple on pizza or pistachio ice cream. We're talking about humanity of other people. If you think it's okay to tell people to kill themselves when they upset you, if you think it's okay to hit women, hit your partners when they upset you... If you think it's okay to share somebody's nudes without permission because they upset you, if you think it's okay to bully somebody to the point of suicide because they upset you, I don't want to be around you. That's all the fuck I need to know. I don't give a fuck what you think about anything else. All I know is you are unsafe and I'm trying not to get my ass beat, not trying to have my nudes distributed, not trying to be bullied until I feel suicidal, not trying to be the victim of your next fucking hate crime. That's all I need to fucking know. I'm not trying to be the victim of your next hate crime. You like committing hate crimes. This is where we part ways, my friend.
1: On some level, I can already feel Crystal Ball about to fucking white-splain to you why you're wrong. (laughs) And also (laughs) notice this nigga, Zayed, I think it's the pronunciation of his name. It's Z-A-I-D, Jelani. It sounded
2: like it rhymed with said when Crystal said it earlier. Oh, say words. Zed? Yeah, Zed maybe. It sounded like it rhymed with said, but I don't know. Maybe McMaberson.
1: Okay. Like, he's smirking through this whole fucking clip. Mm -hmm. he's like he can it's almost like he's trying not to laugh through this whole thing Mm -hmm. like i kind of want to punch this nigga in the face too i mean which is weird because like i'm not nearly as tough as i used to be like (laughs) i'm very ass kickable right now and like i want to beat the shit out of all these fucking men and i'm gonna fuck around and get my fucking ass whooped (laughs) but i tried all right all right let's get back to smirking ass political debate at the moment i mean there were
5: several new york times columnists who for some reason on Twitter, were was saying he was unrepentant. I thought to get paid 250k or whatever to get paid, you have to use Google and you know, read the kids. <laughs> how do you talk
2: about other people using Google when the whole beginning of the segment was you speaking in vague shit? Like, I don't know, maybe he raised like a tenth of what the other guy raised. I don't know, it was like, I don't know. Nigga You could use Google too. What the fuck, nigga hey,
1: I don't know. He's, he's on the but margins.
2: Also, and well, actually, you know what, keep playing because it's just gonna feed into my next point. <sighs>
5: Three Star editorial where that noted that in June in the June of uh, this year, he wrote an apology about this publicly. And I'm sure he apologized privately too, because when you're in middle school and you get in trouble like that, they always ask you to apologize and mm-hmm. you get punished and like there's a process, right?
1: Like it's not as if I like how he just knows it. He just knows he was punished. And
2: that's what I was gonna lead into is they're giving him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt on his growth and whatever his um punishment or whatever his restorative justice process or whatever his um you know coming to terms and making things better uh, you know reconciling with his victims process was like nobody fucking knows what that process was but they're like yeah he fucking did i mean he's an oppressed white man of course he had to make amends somehow in a way that we don't fucking know about
1: yeah the white man is always forced to apologize the white man can never just make a mistake
5: (laughs)
2: This is the revenge porn guy
1: running on the revenge
2: porn platform. And it's also... Re- and also, re- Did he just laugh while he said revenge porn, though?
1: Nigga, he's still smiling while I have the screen on pause. Now I'm yelling at you. My God.
2: He really did fucking smile when he said revenge porn. Like, you heard the laugh, right? Yes.
1: Okay. Um, and again, folks, literally... Um. And I thank the fuck out of all of you for funding my first laptop that I used uh, to a- advance the podcast... My first video that I ever made on that laptop was saying there is no such thing as revenge porn distributing the uh, product, if you will. That Mm -hmm. is the act. Like, anything that's done to the person who distributed it, that's the revenge. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a first strike is the language I used. Yeah. And someone in the comment section when I posted that was like, they like that language because... It is like some some evil warfare type shit to do yeah. to someone. It's not revenge. Yeah.
5: I'm yes. saying uh, when I want all my behavior from middle school to become the norm, um, you know, it's it's something that I think people seriously need to address, particularly going to the digital age, where we're going to know people's dirty laundry in a way I don't think we knew even Barack Obama or George Bush or Bill Clinton's dirty laundry because we just didn't have the technology back then to have all this stuff saved but
1: people can also still come forward like the um the gay kid at mitt romney's high school that said the nigga chased me down and cut my fucking hair off yeah and then obama wrote himself in his own book about um i guess in hawaii they call reefer chumba and he was in the chumba gang okay that's how much they smoked reefer they called themselves the chumba gang and then when he got older he was heavy into cocaine he uh-huh. wrote that shit himself. Oh. You know, I mean, anything he did abusing anyone, he's not going to write himself. But, uh-huh. I mean, he's read as a black man. I'm pretty sure someone would have came forward during his 2007 campaign. Yeah. Or even when he was just running as a senator against an incumbent in, uh, what was that, 2004? Mm-hmm. And then that was when um, messy Deborah, Deborah Messing, had the line as the fictional character um, Grace Adler on the Will & Grace program. Uh, Barack in my world oh about gosh. his speech at the DNC for John Mark-ass Kerry with his lopsided-ass blue blood face. That nigga looks like Mac tonight, cuz. Alright, nigga, that's on. Not... Okay, let's play the clip. <laughs>
5: And reported and, and tell you know transported all over the internet in the same way yeah. so well you're right. and,
4: and we know plenty of joe biden's dirty laundry we're supposed to overlook all of that right but that same standard's not applied here i think because of the power disparity just as you're saying and look what, I just, what does I, that I, even mean well yeah
1: let's hear that that was weird what the fuck did she just say yeah give it a give it a running start let's get to crystal and really try to pay attention to what the fuck she's saying in the same way, yeah, so. well, you're right.
4: and, and we know plenty of Joe Biden's dirty laundry. We're supposed to overlook all of that, right? But that same standard's not applied here, I think, because of the power disparity just is... As-
1: Wait, that same standards does apply here or does not?
2: I think she said does not apply here, but I think she's being disingenuous because the people who are criticizing Joe Biden are leftists about his... Um, you know, like Tara Reid and other just like inappropriate, creepy behavior are the same people who are mad about Aaron Coleman. She's acting like uh, it's like you know, like mainstream, like liberal Democrats who are like, you have to ignore all this stuff about Biden because we have to get Trump out of office. Those people are not fucking supporting Aaron Coleman. Like, I don't even fucking what.
1: I know that it's gonna be confusing if I run into any of these niggas, Sagar or this Coleman nigga or this. Zayed Jelani nigga Mm -hmm. and I don't care if they don't understand the vernacular when I see them and I say I need you to run my fade they better figure (laughs) it out quick.
2: (laughs) But yeah, no, I just think that's like really disingenuous to act like liberal Democrats and leftists are treating these situations the same way. No, it's it's the consistency is on the leftist side where they're mad at Biden and mad at Coleman and we can do both at the same time because fuck sexual predators and fuck (sighs) domestic abusers
1: it's almost like crystal ball's about to get hired back to msnbc again don't let that become true i'm not making a prediction i'm making a joke and i don't want it to come true Uh
4: uh-huh oh plenty of joe biden's dirty laundry we're supposed to overlook all of that right but that same standard's not applied here i think because the
1: Uh, yeah i don't know if she's saying that same standard but the No, I
2: really think she's saying that, like, because Democrats are saying overlook Biden, Democrats should also say overlook Coleman, but they're not because he's a progressive. But it's like the only people opposed to them both are leftists. So just be a leftist about it, man.
1: Nah, nah, nah. Their centrist audience wouldn't like that. The more nuanced than thou, everything is a dorm room debate you know, warm beer and cold pizza at 3am. Let's debate everything. Debate, debate, debate. Fuck off with your debate. We have over five centuries of this militarized white supremacist capitalism. I'm not interested in a fucking debate. Crack some skulls and kill some billionaires and murk some landlords. Can we get down? Can you dig it? I'm acting like it's the end of the show or something. Like, this is Jerry's final thoughts. (laughs)
4: power disparity just as you're saying and look i just i want to say because i think it's really important
1: here we go 10 minutes and 48 seconds in
2: less than a minute left of this clip
1: yes and crystal ball has something to say and she thinks it's important
2: what he's admitted to doing was
4: deeply harmful one of the one of the you know then girls who was involved says that she um, contemplated suicide because his actions were that harmful. So we're not trying to dismiss
2: those actions.
1: All right, but they're really, not trying to dismiss those actions. What
2: the fuck have they said for the last ten minutes? It was just some stuff in middle school. We all make mistakes. Revenge porn. Revenge porn. Whoops. He was. He's still a progressive. We're not talking about his progressive ideals.
1: You know, and he, folks. He yeah. apologized. He atoned like and he distributed that you know what happens when you distribute something the market collects it so know this all right and this is why we have trigger warnings because this i i don't even want to say this shit out loud but literally i guarantee you no one else on the planet is gonna say this all right that's a little arrogant someone's (laughs) gonna say it but fucking um he put those child he put that child pornography out there and she knows it's out there, and there's someone who has it mm-hmm. and is looking at it and is masturbating to it now. Yep. And not only that, now people know it's out there. There's someone searching for it. Yep. There's someone searching for it, and there's someone who has it and is like, "Hey, I got you, bro."
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a bunch of fucking pedophiles masturbating to the child porn that he put out there.
1: Yeah, remember, the reason why Pizzagate happened, uh, well, not that it happened, but why it was floated as an idea, mm-hmm. was because that's the actual language they use on 4chan for child pornography. CP, cheese pizza, and other such abbreviations of food and mm-hmm. pizza toppings that they use to um, to get child pornography. All right? And her shit is out there for. Ever, mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, he, mistake.
2: He feels bad. Why are you further marginalizing the marginalized white man?
1: Look, I need you to beat up Crystal.
2: All right? She ain't got no fucking arms.
4: <laughs> I think your point about allowing for grace, allowing for growth, allowing for people to
2: he change. He slapped and- his <laughs> girlfriend this year for fake breaking up with him. Jesus Christ. Wait, when did she
1: do that? Was it, was that? 10 minutes and 48 seconds? Yeah. Okay, 10 minutes and 48 seconds I mean, was, to when, me, she, that's was r- when she started saying it. I, I just, I, I, I love Time. Mm-hmm. Who was
4: involved, says that she um, contemplated suicide because his actions were that harmful. So we're not trying to dismiss those actions. But I think your...
1: But, and at 11 minutes and one second came the but. That fast, flipped it back.
4: Point about allowing for grace allowing for growth allowing for people to change i mean to me that's really the question is not who were you in middle school but are you that same person today and no one can answer that for sure but based on the actions based on what we've seen from Aaron Coleman he feels deep regret and has done everything he can to try to redress those wrongs and okay. what, what
2: has he done what has he done someone please tell me i keep asking nobody has he an answer he stopped
1: distributing child porn he's just slaps these hoes now that's all okay that's all that's all that's it choke him a little bit you know he Mm -hmm. does the charlemagne that's it it's just the breakfast club boogie that's all he's doing Mm -hmm. that's terrible folks don't repeat that jesus christ yeah just because it's alliterative doesn't mean you should say it i said it and that's why you tune in because (laughs) you want this shit to be digestible and that's why i make it that's a like Again, like, part of why I make the podcast, like, I like audio, and I think audio is cool, and you can do neat things with it. You can create an audio experience. That's why we love our favorite albums. You know, uh, that's why people... like What is that, that HMR? Some letter thing that people sleep to? Like, Uh, sounds?
2: Oh, um... Shit. I should know I forgot one of the fucking apps.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, like, people like audio. ASMR. ASMR, like... Yes. Yeah, audio is a good thing, so I like audio. But also... Like I've listened to other like left leaning or social justice programs and they don't cover it like this. Right. They don't talk that shit the way that shit needs to be Mm talked. Like you there are times like, yeah, you should yell because you're pissed. Because it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But then also, you can flip it back and be like, ah, this fucking guy. But then also, you can express yourself. Yes, you like, I'm pretty sure you tuned in. You want to punch him in the fucking face, too. But then you might not be as physically strong as the next person. And I say, hey, come on, comrade. Then let's jump him. Let's jump. Yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. God damn it. That's the it. Let's let them end the rest of their shitty clip. Hour and 20 minutes. We were supposed to do book club. <laughs> we were supposed to fuck i'm running out of breath i'm so pissed but i'm like happy pissed because you get to get it out yeah fuck a therapist i have an audience
4: (laughs) not repeat them in the future so very bad for the guy a lot of um thorny issues there, Zed. thank you so much for helping us sort this out next on rising some star they
1: had an awkward pause because he didn't say anything
2: Mm
4: -hmm.
1: he 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 had smirked himself out of words
2: all right are we ready to go through our traumatic-ass childhoods?
1: What? What? We're still on? What, Just you... for a
2: minute, because I have been looking. This whole time we've been doing this, I've been looking, because I keep hearing um, that he had a traumatic childhood, and that's why he acted out like this, right? Oh, they have
1: examples? Are you ready? Fuck. Are we ready to one-up? Damn it. No. No. Shit. Yeah, let's do it.
2: Okay. Um... So, even more extraordinary are the conditions of Coleman's childhood and life story, once extremely common, and yet nobody else is, like, fucking distributing child porn, it's so weird that this is so common, and yet, you know, alright, in contemporary American life, yet revealingly, vanishingly rare to see among elected political officials. Raised by a father who could not work due to severe mental health disabilities and a mother who was underemployed as a teacher, Coleman's childhood was one of poverty, at times not knowing where his next meal would come from. Oh, yeah. Do you do you, do you feel bad for him now?
1: Ah, yeah, Well, you know, uh, when I didn't know where my next meal would come from, I thought, you know what? You know, I I, I could walk down the street and uh, slap a couple of these broads around. You did. You thought that. Mm hmm. But What did I, you actually do? I walked a little further down the street to the local stock market grocery store and I grabbed. I shit you not, folks. This is real deal. I would um, I would cuff up my uh, pants and tuck them into my socks. And I went to the grocery store and I would actually get a pack of hamburger meat and stuff it in my pants and let it drop. And then it would fall into the cuff under the sock. And like, it was the mid nineties. Our jeans were baggy as shit. Yeah. (laughs) And walk the fuck out the store and go to the house with the extension cord running from the neighbor's house with the oven plugged in and, uh, and cook the hamburger meat and then take some, uh, like take the bread from the food bank and pick off the moldy parts. Well, most of them, I could eat some mold. I'm okay. Pick off most of the moldy part and, um, make a hamburger and then I also had uh, some ketchup that I literally, I literally got ketchup from a yard sale in the neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> my kept God. from in Spanaway. I got ketchup and I got a salt shaker because it had salt in it. Yeah. Because the ketchup was saltless ketchup. Oh, ew. So I would yeah. actually add salt to it and have a hamburger. And then I ha- and then I knew where my next meal was coming from because I had the hamburger.
2: Wait, so you're telling me you did all that, but you did not stop to distribute child porn in between those steps?
1: No, because I had to listen to Brother Lynch records, and that was very important. I need to memorize those lyrics.
2: <laughs> Alright, so I guess uh, I think during my poverty of childhood was, uh, the, as we've said, the all-you-can-eat popcorn nights.
1: It was fun. All-you-can-eat popcorn <laughs> <laughs> All-you-can-eat
2: popcorn
1: nights. Which is, you should explain that.
2: <laughs> so, um, I got put into foster care, and the foster... Well, first of all, my parents were in, like, pretty severe poverty, and there just wasn't food. It was uh, parents- instant... My biological parents were actually in poverty, yeah. Oh, okay, so you uh, the real deal. Yeah, so that was um, mashed potatoes, the instant mashed potatoes. It was that <laughs> for meals. And then we went on to foster care. The family that I went to live with was quite poor because they were conservative whites Republicans who were like, welfare is for, like, lazy blacks and stuff like that, weird. They adopted a black kid. It's like a whole fetish, fetish thing. Anyways, um, so they refused to get on food stamps even though they qualified, and so... Um, the uh mother of the household had been gifted like one of those uh like popcorn kernel sets where it's got like you know just like jars of the popcorn kernels for christmas and so there wasn't any food and so she would pop those and we would have bowls of popcorn and it was all you could eat popcorn night and that was what we would eat for dinner
1: how physically weak were you fucking chilled like that is not nourishment like (laughs) my hamburger was way better than that
2: like (laughs) god damn so we would have all you could eat popcorn nights um periodically we would go up to visit um, the grandparents of the the man of the house, if you will, um, because he had spent time working as a butcher, and so sometimes we would basically, like, go to the butcher and beg for ends. Like, the meat ends, you know? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God damn. So- <laughs> Uh, when we did not know where the next meal was coming from, she would dress us up and do our hair and put on our Sunday dresses and we would go say nice things to the grandparents so that they would give us meat ends. That was what we did we didn't know where the next meal was coming from. Um, however, despite all you can eat popcorn nights and begging for meat ends and like old hot dogs, um, never distributed child porn. I've never physically abused a partner. I don't fucking know what happened.
1: Like fucking, I, don't um, know. I was a little different, like kind of similar, but like one thing I knew like, uh, like was that I was like respectable Yeah, yeah. Because, and, and I, and I was a good kid, like actually like annoyingly. So like if you were a kid, my age around me, I could understand why I'd irritate you yeah. because like I took pride in being a good kid and giving adults less stress. Yeah. But then I also realized that this made adults like me. And asked me to stay over for dinner.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. So
1: I realized whenever I go to a friend's house, meet their parents, learn their name, shake hands. How you doing? Mm-hmm. Hey, make jokes. I'm like, you folks hear me on the podcast now? I've been funny, nigga. <laughs> like, because I started watching yeah. stand-up comedy very young in Bill Murray movies. Mm-hmm. So I had a knack for comedy so I could make my friend's parents laugh. and be like, we're about to have dinner, Billy. People called me Billy back then. We're have dinner. You want to stay? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm in it. Let's do this. nigga. I ate <laughs> hella white people food, nigga. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, that's funny. I made those hungry nights come to an end. And then at that point, like, my stealing from the store was more like, oh, we're hanging out. And, like, let's get some Doritos and Snickers, mm-hmm. you know. But, like, yeah, it started out with, like, the pack of hamburger meat. But then it was like, now I'm eating a little better. But then shortly after that... Uh, my biological father and his girlfriend get evicted and it's off to the foster care system. But that's in a neighborhood called Hilltop Tacoma on and we're on 23rd Street and there's a darn good soup. I don't know how good that soup kitchen is now, but like in the mid 90s to the late 90s, that was a proper ass soup kitchen. Yeah, nigga. Uh, Monday was uh, typically spaghetti night. Uh, Tuesday was most likely going to be a uh, chicken soup and a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the cooks were like mostly folks from like Alabama, Atlanta, oh, shit so like that. Oh, they could cook, cook. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, black folks. Uh, the, the church was New Covenant Pentecostal Tabernacle. That was the church I got forced to attend as well from the age of 13 to 17. And uh, But the soup kitchen was the shit. 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Soup kitchen. Nice. And uh, Wednesday was the shit. Because Wednesday was chili night, mm. nigga. I used to get, like, three plates, nigga. Chili corn <laughs> muffins. Uh, they had the proper-ass corn muffins. Corn bread, as you say. Um, and then Thursday and Friday were unpredictable. It's just okay. whatever the fuck. Okay. You know, and um, and then Thanksgiving was always the turkey shit. And then every once in a while, like, maybe three or four times a year, like, they'd just break out enchiladas.
2: Oh, nice.
1: Not Yeah, eating nice at the soup kitchen. Yeah. But uh, what, what was going on with Coleman?
2: Oh, uh, he was hungry sometimes and that's why he has to beat his
1: girlfriend. Oh, I, I, got, I got harassed by crackheads who didn't take no for an answer on my way to the soup kitchen while also toting three children with me because the people in the foster care house realized that I was a free babysitter. Mm-hmm. So I also took them and I also wasn't allowed to eat in the house. So imagine like, so his thing is he didn't know where his next meal was coming from. I had to look at food that I wasn't allowed to eat. Mm. Nigga. Some Charles Dickens shit for real. Charles well, Dickens is overrated, right? No, I don't think so. Nah, I don't think so. I just assume he's white, right? Yeah, yeah, he's probably overrated. Yeah, but
2: he wrote a lot about oh. like class
1: struggles and shit in England at the
2: time. Yeah, a like stone cold a lot of his a lot of his uh, like protagonists were
1: like poor people. So I think Charles Dickens is underrated, you know. I, what? <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> but yeah, so um, you know, some of us went through poverty and didn't become abusive assholes who distribute child porn. So I don't know.
1: You know, I did write some mean rap lyrics. You
2: did write mean rap rap,
1: lyrics. They were really mean. Yeah. 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 All right. It's an hour and a half episode. I don't know what the fuck Uh, happened. I don't know. Our bad. We're emotional. Sorry. We are very feelings-y. All right. uh, If you want more emotional black podcasts (laughs) uh, where we tell Crystal Ball and Sagar to go fuck themselves uh patreon.com slash wine cellar media fund hold it down and there's paypal.me slash phoenix and william phoenix Collider has the cash application dollar sign phoenix Collider and uh the venmo also exists and it's at wine cellar media. all right folks please be as safe as possible wherever you are and i didn't even have time to get to the um I was going to say I need to stop telling uh, young white protesters the gangbang. But after that shooting at the protest, I need to tell y'all the gangbang again.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Y'all actually need to start really forming sets and holding down blocks. All right. And until then, I don't know, nigga. I got to go jump on a skyjack in a few hours. Peace.
2: Bye, y'all.